Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the... On this episode of Transmissions Alt Mode, we talk about the final IDW Transformers Humble Bundle, we review the final issue of the ongoing Transformers comic, and are we finally done with NFTs? Today is Friday, May 20th, 2022, and this is episode 286 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that thought pop vinyls had done the worst to us with NFTs, but from the sounds of it, Paramount Pictures is about to fuck us all. I'm your host, Daryl, the Cybertronian Beast, and I'm joined by what's left of the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? Let's talk Transformers. Yes, let's, Jeremy. Let's do that. It's just you and me, man. It's just you and me. We're going to do this. We're going to start off the show this week by uh, talking about Jeremy off the top. Jeremy, you were uh, you were on a show. You were on another podcast. I was. Yeah. I mean, anytime I can talk about me, let's do it. <laughs> um, I was on the Wait You Haven't Seen podcast, which talks about movies you haven't seen. And then you see for the first time to talk about it on the podcast. And I had never seen the live action Masters of the Universe movie with Dolph Lundgren from the 1980s. And I n- didn't hate it as much as I thought I would. Like I just, I hadn't been watching it just primarily because I'd always heard about how bad it was and I enjoyed it. So check out the, the podcast where we talk about in detail, everything, especially the Franklin Angela, his Skeletor was just amazing. Mm. It, was, it was, it was great. It was the best part of the movie. Mm. So well, yeah, check it out. Well, my question I have for you though is, do you talk about me at all? Don't think so. Ah, oh. Is there another podcast where someone talks about you? I mean, you should talk about me quite a bit because that's, that's, that's motivation right there for me to listen. Actually, I did talk about you when I was plugging our podcast. Oh, well, they only talked about you as in (laughs) my (laughs) co-hosts. (laughs) Ah, well to, uh, to another show that, uh, that features a a co-host here that we have on the show, uh, that did talk about me, he did talk about me, uh, is, uh, is the, the next, uh, the next installment of TG, TFG one Mike's origins, uh, show. He interviewed Dr. Pants and I've done the show. Charles has done the show. It's Dr. Pants's turn. And, uh, and, and he had an, uh, the show's already out. The link is in the show notes if you want to check it out, and uh, you can follow along with uh, you know some of our social medias to find links to that as well. So he had a really good conversation with Doctor Pants, and 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 I did come up because you know Doctor Pants and I have this uh, this little rivalry rivalry about uh, you know who can buy the most crazy crap. So you know it was a fun it was a fun podcast, and uh, and yes, it was enjoyable to hear hear me being brought up a bit. So yeah. But uh, but yeah, so no, that was great. I'm I'm glad that you're getting out there, and I believe that we mentioned it in the toy show. But you are next on the docket for uh, the origins uh, episodes, so I'm excited yeah, to hear I've that as well. It. Yeah, it was fun. Did you talk about me at all? <laughs> I I'll honestly have to I can't wait. remember. I'm gonna wait. Leave it as a leave it as a surprise. Leave it as a surprise. I'll, okay. I'm gonna listen. Yeah, anyway. You're gonna have to listen to find out. I'm going to. Yeah, for sure. 
So uh, next up, we're going to talk. Uh, I just want to mention our Donatrions. We've got a lot of great Donatrions out there, but we could use some more. We have a lot of great uh, content that we put out. If you want to listen uh, to us live, uh, it's a, it's one of the Donatrion tiers that we have. We've uh, we've got a, a contest that we're about to uh, talk about a bit here, and uh, to enter it, you don't have to be a Donatrion to enter, but if you are, you are entered automatically, so you don't have to worry about that. But uh, if you aren't, uh, we're going to talk about it in a. I'll, we're going to talk about that in a second, and yeah, we're going to uh, get it right into that. But uh, Donatrions are 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 the greatest. They uh, they help us, uh, you know, keep the lights on here, and that's a, you know that's a saying that we talk about. Uh, you know, it gets thrown around quite a bit. But you know, we uh, we really don't use any of the Donatrions money for anything for our own personal gain. It's uh, it's money we put right back into the show. So uh, we've got contests and stuff that we use the the uh, the, the money that uh, is is donated to us. We use that to to buy crazy crap to 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 use as contest prizes and uh, and stuff like that so it's 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 really great so uh so what we're going to do now is uh we are going to uh move along into comics news all right and and uh in comics news this week we've got a uh, a pretty cool uh, thing that's happening with idw they've done these things before but uh they are doing a humble bundle once again, and Jeremy, I'm going to let you take it because uh, you have been quite the expert on the humble bundles in the past. So, so uh, let's uh, let's talk about that a bit. All right, yeah. Um, this is they call it the final phase. Is, is their final IDW Transformers humble bundle? And uh, if you the highest level is paying twenty dollars, and you get fifty three books, and it's basically phase two and newer. They don't really have anything before uh, the robots in the skies and more than meets the eye split. Although there is the record saga, which has all the record stories in it. But then you get things like, like I said, more than meets the eye, multiple volumes, robots in the skies, multiple volumes, regeneration one. Let's see. I think it's volume one, the transformers 84, both the, the hundred page giant and then the secrets and lies. Hmm. You get Unicron, that whole miniseries, to all are one, which is excellent. Volume one has our exclusive cover in the the alternate covers in the back. It doesn't mention us at all, I don't think. But <laughs> uh, oh, you do get multiple. You get, I think, you get all of Regeneration one as well, four volumes. So these these are all. I think they are all trades. So that it's like you know the the entire story arc, whatever that is. Uh, you get the best of Optimus Prime and the best of Megatron that just came out. And then you get multiple trades from the um, the current ongoing series. So 53 trades for $20 is an excellent deal. Uh, but mm-hmm. Daryl, do you know what is a better deal than that? I, I don't. 53 trades for nothing. For nothing? Well, there yeah, seems to we, be we something gonna... wrong here. That's a, That <laughs> seems to be some kind of some kind of piracy going on. What, no, it's you... not piracy. We are going to be... Uh, buying one as the podcast and giving it away. So, what? Yeah, I don't remember agreeing to any of this. Charles is out of town, so you know it's just. Oh, I see. We're, we're going to his... do this, and be- before he gets back, he's going to be out next week too. Before he gets back, <laughs> this whole thing will be over. He doesn't even have to know about it. His his shares went to you. 
<laughs> you're the majority shareholder while he's away. I see. I see what's happening. I'm I'm cool with this. Let's see what yeah. else can we do while he's gone. <laughs> I don't know, but I just when when you if you see this on social media, do not tag CP Shelton. Yeah, don't don't don't, don't tell don't him. Don't tag him. He he does not need to know this is happening. We're gonna give away his Unicron too. <laughs> he doesn't play with it. Well, I mean, yeah, I got I still got yours in the box. I can just give that away. No, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, to enter the humble bundle giveaway that we're we're doing, not no no Unicron, no, no toys, just yeah. the Unicron comic is in it. That's it. Go to transmissionspodcast.com slash idw humble giveaway, and all we ask. Like the only thing that's required is your name so we can announce on the podcast who won and an email so we can contact whoever is getting it. But then we're also asking, what is your favorite IDW Transformers title or storyline, like story arc? That's an optional question, but I just, we, we thought it would be fun to just kind of find out what people did enjoy over the decade plus that IDW's had the license. I think this is great. And I think I've bought every Transformers Humble Bundle that they have done, even though I had many of the comics bought through Comixology. I'm just a sucker for low-priced digital comics, I guess. And <laughs> I downloaded them all over the weekend, and there's, to like, downloading them in the CBZ format, which is basically a zip file, it was 15 gigabytes worth of comics. Wild. Of just Transformers. <laughs> it, there were duplicates in there, but still, that that's a lot of comics. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I know you're not a big digital comic guy, Daryl, but, I mean, what do you think of, of this, the Humble Bundle stuff? It's, it's interesting. I mean, I know that, because my only experience with Humble Bundles have been through the IDW Transformers stuff, but I'm... I feel as though as, as other companies do do these, you know, mm -hmm. so yeah, it seems like a really good way to get a bunch of comics really quick and, and, and easily do, do the major companies do these too? Like the, um, like Marvel and DC, do they do them? Uh, I'm not sure if they do for comics. I know, uh, a year or two ago I got a, um, DC audiobook bundle that was like a bunch, you know, a bunch of their, their big events had been made into audiobooks, and this was just same deal. You pay a little bit and you get a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. um, so I did that. I, I've done it for games before, like major games. The books, I haven't really looked. I, I know I've seen like Dark Horse do them before. Uh, it looks like Heavy Metal's doing one now. There's some anime stuff, but there's, I'm not sure if I've seen DC or Marvel doing them. Okay. Well, it seems like a really easy way to get a whole bunch of books real quick and for real cheap. So, I mean, you're saying, what is it, 50 comics, 50 individual, 53 individual issues at most. Well, it's it's not at most. That's that's how what you got to pay to get them, right? You, you can pay at least $20. You can pay more because um, a portion of it goes to the um, Hasbro Foundation, which supports the Hasbro Children's Fund. Right. So the whole thing is... is you can pay what you want. Um, if you pay, see, if you pay a dollar, you get Optimus Prime Volume One, the the recent Halloween special, Transformers Historia by Chris McFeely, and More Than Meets the Eye Volume One. Yeah. If you pay ten dollars, you get twenty five books. Um, you, you get all of those I just mentioned plus a bunch more. 
none of the really recent stuff except for the Halloween special. Mm-hmm. And then $20, you get all of them. Yeah. I mean, I just did the math quickly just to see, and it's 38 cents a book. So it's... And, the, and these aren't just books. They're they're trades. Yeah, it's 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 really quite good. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the Humble Bundles. I'm hoping that whoever gets the license in the future continues with these um, because right? it's just... You, you have old books that are just sitting there, not really making you money. I, I doubt the back issues on Comixology, you know, there, there's like a where it trails off and it's just, it's not really getting a lot. And mm. you can just, it, it goes for a charity. I'm sure Hasbro is, is, you know, on board with it because it supports their, their foundation. But, you know, it's a good way of getting interest in, in your books. And it's not like you even have to keep them downloaded all the time. They're always available on your account with Humble Bundle where you can go in like I did this weekend and just download them all. So, yeah, it's it's an awesome thing. I feel really stupid. I said it was 38 cents a book. It's definitely not 38 cents a book. It is $2.65 a book. So Canadian. <laughs> you were right. The inflation. <laughs> plus and plus still, it, I mean plus it, uh conversion. Yeah. So yeah, that's still that's still pretty good. Seeing I mean, most yeah, of them I mean, are three ninety nine. The price a of a single book these days. Yeah. As soon as the 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 that came out of my mouth, I was like, what the <laughs> that doesn't look right. Yeah. When I was going through them, I really am happy that I jumped on one previous one because it had the the digital versions of the hardback IDW collections. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though I have like a lot of these trades individually, like more than BCI volume one, having them in these collections that had even more, uh, I'm, I'm happy to have that. I'm just trying to figure out exactly how I organize all of these in terms of what ones do I kind of just archive and what ones are the ones that I'm going to be like, if I want to read more than BCI, I'm going to go here. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I think that is all the comic news this week. And since I'm doing the review, I'm going to go right into the comic review. All right, this week in our comic review, we are looking at Transformers number 43. This is written by Brian Ruckley, art by Anna Malkova, Juan Samu, Ed Peary, and Blackie Shepard. Colors by David Garcia Cruz and Heather Breckel. Letters by J.K.M. Wood and Nathan Wittick. Editor is David Mariette. Assistant editor is Riley Farmer. And supervising editor is Tom Waltz. Uh, we have three covers. Uh, the first cover has Optimus Bumblebee and I believe it it's Ironhide um, fighting some rustworms. And this is by Stefano Simone. Cover B has a Termagax looking over a Cybertron that's being consumed by Insecticlones. And this is by Thomas Steer. And the retailer incentive has... Uh, Optimus, Prowl, and Bumblebee fighting rustworms as they face a bombardment by the Decepticons. And this is by Jeff Sr. and uh, Nahul, I'm sorry, I can't pronounce that, N-A-H-U-E-L, Ruiz. So, um, Daryl, Charles must really hate that he is out this week and there's a Jeff Sr. cover. Mm -hmm. So, we'll we'll just put him down for, for choosing the Jeff Sr. cover. We know he would. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like you and Alex Milne. Yep. You know, but so which of these three do you pick this week? Well, these are some good covers. 
But uh, I think I am going to be going with cover B, the Thomas Deere one. I like the idea of uh, Termagax looking out on uh, the the swarm of Insecticlones coming in and just like, just thinking, oh shit, you know, like, what are we doing here now? Like, you know, you don't see Termagax's face. You just, you just see the impending doom coming in. And yeah, I just, I love it. It kind of reminds me of that, uh, the scene of, from World War Z. It's uh, with the zombies just kind of like flooding over top of the wall. They just, there's so many. And uh, yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. Uh, I think that is also my favorite cover. It's just, Termagax has been a very interesting character. And with what happens in this book, you can just see like Termagax looking out and seeing all the impending doom and being like, I, I tried to stay out of it. And this is what it's come to. I'm going to have to make a very hard decision. I mean, but, but like you said, all the covers were really good this week. They, they were just all dynamic. Well, I guess th- this one we picked is not really super dynamic. It, it's kind of stoic, but the other two are very dynamic. And when I was lo- looking at them and I saw the, the credits, like, wow, Jeff senior did this one. And I just, I'm surprised to see him. Like we don't really see him do a lot of transformers work these days, but you know, it was great seeing him on there, but yeah, the Thomas Deere one was just, I think it was very clean, very, I don't know. It just, it was, it just Termagax was just such an interesting character. I'm glad to see, you know, it ending with Termagax or Termagax getting a cover. All right. Uh, let's get into the summary here. It starts years ago during Termagax's third address to the Cybertronian Senate. And she's going over the history of Cybertron and their race. It was always one of constant building until the, this moment when the Senate has stagnated. She warns them that if one path is cut off, another will be created for the species, for better or for worse. In the present, Windblade, Springer, and, and Blades lead Insecticon swarms away from their lair to give Novastar and Blue Streak's team a chance at infiltrating the emergent Titan. They are successful and begin to work their way through the lair to try to install the receiver for their plan. At Darkmount, Hound's team is defending against the Insecticlones while trying to capture one for Tapout's uh, program. Inside, the transmitter is finished, and they can only hope that Novastar can get the receiver installed. In a flashback to 496 kilocycles ago, Orion Pax has returned to Cybertron from space, and he's amazed at the wonders of the planet. He's joined by his mentor, Kadexa, and she asks if he's learned anything to tell her before she goes emergent. As they walk, he tells her how their species seems to have a huge impact wherever they go, and they can't help it, but he thinks that they have to try. They're soon in the Cybertron archive, and she tells him that she's known for a while that he won't follow her as as the head archivist. Orion is surprised as he's just worked that out, and she tells him that his friend Megatron is a senator, and maybe Orion should follow him in that path, even though it'll be a big sacrifice. In the present... Optimus and his fellow defenders are pinned in by the Decepticon bombardment and the rust worms. A small group led by Chromia has tried to find an escape route, but but the Decepticon flyers have them blocked off. They return after getting a broken transmission and they join back with the larger group. Back in Darkmount, Hound's group manages to snag an Insecticon, but the swarm is quickly approaching. 
While inside the Insecticon lair, Blue Streak heads off to find his way through, but they're quickly joined by Novastar and Javelin, who are being chased by a ton of Insecticons. Javelin calls Chromar to her to add some firepower, and they stand their ground to let Novastar and Blue Streak find their target. In Dark Mount, Perceptor and Termagax look to the swarm in the distance. Termagax thought she was out of the fight, but she's obviously been drugged back in, and she hopes that everyone here is worth it as she orders House to walk out towards the swarm. She tells House to walk as far as he can, and the swarm takes the bait and follows then attacks the House. As House begins to break down, Termagax sadly gives the order in point, and House explodes, taking the swarm with it. In the center of the lair, the three original Insecticons are drunk on Energon and fighting amongst themselves. Novastar takes advantage of this and jumps Bombshell. She gets the receiver attached to him, but the swarm is approaching. Javelin and Chromar blast their way through to help, and the four try to hold out until the transmission is sent. Back in Dark, Dark Mount, Wheeljack gets the transmitter installed on the captured clone, and Termagax goes to work. The Autobots are nearly overrun in all three locations when the clones suddenly start attacking the Rustworms. The plan was successful, but as Optimus and his team make their way towards Dark Mount, Skywarp transports in, sitting on top of an imploder. He demands that they stay and wait as there's someone coming to see them and they'd be very upset if the Autobots weren't there. The issue ends as Megatron and all of his heavies are en route to be concluded in Fate of Cybertron. So a lot happened in this book. Clearly a lot was compressed due to publishing restrictions, but... I thought it was fairly enjoyable. I mean, you had three things going on all at once. Plus you had these flashbacks, but I thought it was done well. I'm not sure where the flashbacks, the flash, the flashback without Orion Pax is going to go. I, I like the one with Termagax in particular, because it kind of gives a lot of context with her whole mindset on everything. And I, I just, I, I, I kind of, I enjoyed this book. I enjoyed seeing how the plan actually worked, even though it was a little quick and a little bit too easy. But again, that was probably more for time. I'm sure if they had six more issues to tell the story, we would have probably gotten a whole issue on the infiltration team and a whole issue on a hounds team and, and stuff. But it worked well in my mind, even though it was so compressed. I thought the art was largely good. It having four artists on the book really was, it hurt it in some sense because like for the most part they blend together and then you get to um, I believe it's the end, you know, kind of in the middle with the infiltration team, the style just kind of, it completely changes and you know, it, it's not bad, but it's just, it's so different from the art we got with that team in the past and it was just jarring, but I I think on the whole, I I liked each artist and they did a lot of good work. It was just the, the switch uh, in in a couple of parts were jarring, but all in all, I I think this was a, a a good end to the, the story like as it is. And then we have fate of the Cybertron coming up. I just, I do wish it wasn't as rushed as it was. Uh, but Daryl, uh, what were your thoughts on this book? 
so I I liked it generally. There's uh, there's a couple parts in here that I I want to point out. The the first page when uh, they start they introduce and they start talking about uh, this uh, Termagex's speech. Um, and they start talking and, and they mention Cybertron and how there's a bunch of different theories on how, where Cybertron came about. I was, I started thinking, okay, well, that's pretty neat because there's all these different origins because there's so many different ways that the, the fiction has been written. Right. So, you know, there's the comic origin, there's the cartoon origin, there's all these different origins for Cybertron. So, and it got me thinking like, okay, well, you know, maybe these, you know, different origins can all be tr- true in some way because maybe each faction has their own particular quote unquote religion and they believe a certain thing, right? So they all kind of could work. Then moving in to the book a little bit, I recognized this one panel from early on in the in Cybertron's history where they fe- featured the um the first forged uh battling the uh the r- creatures of the raw world and I'm like I recognize some characters in this panel and I'm looking at it and I'm like okay well uh the the giant character on the far right is Hollow Nix Maximus the the <laughs> I just had to look him up while you were, you know, going over this. He's the giant hollow matter avatar that Hound creates in the G1, um, the G1 show to battle or to scare Devastator away. And oh, that's cool. So that's in there. And he's standing behind one of the, um, the little, uh, uh, drifts disc bots, uh, that he would fire from his, you know, gauntlets oh, or whatever. I don't the- remember. Uh, from the Robots in the Sky series. From Robots in the Sky show, yeah. So he's standing with one of those guys. And opposite him is this beast character. And I'm like, he's also known, but he wasn't in the series, but he did get a toy. So he's uh, a recolor of the Laserback car- uh, figure, but he's the... Um, uh, he's the... Um, what is he here? I have a picture. So he's uh, the Japanese one. So he's from... Um, his name is, uh, from trans, he's from Transformers Go and he's, uh, Gaiadora. I think that's mm. how you pronounce that. So, yeah. So and then you have some turbo boxes there too. And some turbo, yeah. So there's tons of little Easter eggs in this, uh, in this one little panel here. And I, I love that stuff cause I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, shit, these are toys. These are all little toys thrown in here. So I love that getting in here, this first, this first half of the book is just battles and I love it. I I love the action and and I got to say my favorite character out of this entire book this la- this this issue 43 is Javelin cuz she is just a freaking badass in this book. She takes a shot and then kind of you know wakes up the hornet's nest of 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 insecticlones here and then uh as she's running away she yells to Cromar to upgrade her, and and Cromar is is one of these weaponizer guys, obviously, and just becomes these this backpack of guns, and so you've got you've got Javelin running through the uh, the, the 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 cave system here, 
just with a billion guns on her just going off and it, it looks fantastic so i really enjoyed that quite a bit yeah I, I like her look with the the visor covering her eyes like she's she's a sniper but it looks like she can't see mm-hmm. oh yeah i love and it it's just a cool look yeah so yeah i really enjoyed that quite a bit with uh and then the after that all happened obviously the the book kind of slowed down because you went back to the um you went back to termagak's and house and and everybody kind of seeing their impending doom coming in and uh kind of coming to grips with the decision they're going to have to make some you know so termagak's obviously sacrifices the house for a moment there i thought he was in it still right yeah. that he he sacrificed himself but uh, obviously not. But I, I really liked, you know, I didn't mind that, the you know, the plan didn't take very long to, to kind of, you know, go off. I get that this is the last issue. It needs to be done. It needs to have, be some action. And then, you know, obviously they're about to be done. And and, uh, and then Javelin comes blasting through the door with uh, with all of Cromar attached to her in in gun form and uh, and, and gets, you know, gets blasting so uh you know i was pretty happy with the way that this issue went you know not a lot of uh you know not a lot of exposition going on you've got um i forget this uh this little this little like boat guy's name but uh they just uh, they're sitting there on the on the ground after you know all the insecticons have been reprogrammed and they just say that they're exhausted and it's just it's yeah, because the battle's not won and it's not over, but they still got to go on. And and yeah, I, I'm I, I enjoyed this issue. It was it was it was good. It went it went quickly. It got to the point, and there were some great action sequences in it. Yeah, and the um, see the boat guys subsea, subsea, right? There was also a a few really good uses of lettering in this. Like I, I'm sure, like the one like where there's a big explosion and it just says blam that was more the art mm-hmm. like the artist was doing the panel like that but there, there's some decent sound effects with lettering here you know I, i'm really looking forward to seeing what fate of the cybertron fate of cybertron is and that'll wrap up this entire continuity so mm-hmm. yeah all right well i mean that is our comic review let's uh, let's move the show along and we'll get into uh, media news All right, in media news this week, we've got the uh, Hasbro and Paramount are going to be attending the Licensing Expo of 2022. Uh, This will be taking place on May 24th to May 26th at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, it's uh, um, it's they're going to have two booths. So generally, most of these things uh, they have in the past, they've only had one. But this year, they're going to have two. Uh, so they said, uh, booth a 159 is planned to show off regular content while booth a 143 will show off VR related content. Uh, they went on to say, uh, they are going to be showing off Dungeons and Dragons, Hasbro gaming, Monopoly, My Little Pony, Nerf, Peppa Pig, PJ mask, Play-Doh and Transformers. Uh, this is a quote. They said at Hasbro's experience booth, the company will be previewing the Transformers VR Battle Arena with Metaphor Interactive, which enables players to play as a Transformers robot in a VR world. 
players can choose from heroic Autobots such as Bumblebee and Optimus Prime, or Decepticons such as Megatron and Soundwave. Once inside the game, each player will become a part of a legendary battle. So, this is that game that we saw stuff from a while ago where it looked like you were just a human running around underfoot during the fight. Yeah. It looks like they are now advertising it as you are a Transformer in this world. So, maybe it's different now, I guess. The uh, There's another booth that's going to be at this... Uh, this licensing expo, which is for Paramount Pictures, booth 0180, and it's set to show off upcoming its upcoming slate of films. This uh, is expected to have a teaser poster for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, and uh, Paramount is also expected to deliver a keynote speech on NFTs. Hmm. Here we go again. <sighs> <sighs> I thought we were done with this shit, Jeremy. The crypto market keeps crashing, and you know they just they get out of it before they even get started. It it, it's crashing hard, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. All these other all these damn companies are getting in on NFTs right now. We don't need to 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 beat a dead horse on this again. I think the majority of the fandom knows that NFTs are stupid, so don't need to you don't need to get in for it. It's mostly people that just have to have everything that is announced or people that are just trying to milk it for money off of other people. Like it, it's, I really have a hard time seeing it as anything other than a get rich quick scheme. And the yeah. only people that win in that are the people that are already rich. that are making money off of everyone. else. Yep. Yep. And now with all these other companies getting in there, because on one hand, I don't blame companies for trying to get in on the next big thing that's how they stay in business right if you're not keeping up with the times then you're falling behind and then companies who fall behind aren't companies anymore so mm-hmm. i don't blame them for trying to keep up with things what's this new thing cryptocurrency well we can't really deal in cryptocurrency because we're a brick and mortar society we need to you know deal in you know, real money. Okay. Well, Oh, there's this new thing called NFTs. Well, what do we do with those? Well, we can't really do anything with them. Well, can we sell it? Sure. We can sell it. What can we do with it? Well, we take pictures of things and we make them, uh, you know, a, you know, valuable to people because they're stupid. Okay. Well, let's do that. And now people are getting in on it and realizing that all these big companies are getting in on it. I mean, and it's making it, making it even I don't know. I, I feel like it's making it dumber than it was before. Because do you want a, an NFT of... Because at one point it was simply just this this digital picture of of a monkey or some shit like that. Now it's I get a digital picture of of um, Optimus Prime or, you know, a, of a pop vinyl version of, of Rodimus or some shit like that, right? I, this whole aspect of this is ridiculous but it's happening with every single other major company that owns licenses mm-hmm. i don't that's where i don't get it. I, I don't understand i don't blame them for trying it but on the other hand these companies have got to be they've been around long enough that they got to be smart enough to say okay maybe this shit isn't working let's get out of it i don't know i don't know how this digital stuff works on the aftermarket so you know once they've sold it it's it's you know, it's out of their hands, right? They don't have to maintain it anymore. It's it's out in the ether now, right? So they really well, can just wash still, their hands of it. 
was still tied to whatever technology they used to create it. Like I have one from DC Fandom I mentioned before that I can't get it out of the DC Fandom stuff and like I can't resell it because it's not in a resellable place. Like, yeah. I would need to move it to a different blockchain and that doesn't, you know, it's not allowed with this one for whatever reason. Right. I don't know. It's just, it's clearly a fad. I don't see it lasting, you know, more than a couple more years. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess they'll, they'll always be around in some sort of thing, but essentially you're buying a link to a link. It's just when these companies go out of business, what's going to happen to whatever that link is pointing to. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it, I just, I can't support it at all. I, I don't, I can't justify paying any money for it. The DC fandom ones I got were free and that's as much as I'm going to put into NFTs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can second that. I like, I like reading the stories where they say, uh, where somebody complains that, $300,000 of my worth of NFTs was stolen. But your blockchain, the thing you guys harp on about and say it's the best thing in the world because it's secure and, you know, whatever, right? Everything is supposed to be, you know, perfectly be trackable. Trackable. And, and how can it be stolen if you <laughs> if it's not if it's trackable? I don't know. I there's some there's some real idiots out there and an idiot with money is still an idiot doesn't make you smart just because you have money. Anyway, we've given this too much time already. NFTs are dumb. Just because it's offered by Paramount Studios doesn't make it any any less dumb. Moving on, uh, we've got some uh, stuff from the Transformers 2007 movie. Uh, this is some early concept art uh, done by Don Figueroa. And uh, and he posted this on Twitter, which he is now part of. So if you want to follow Don Figueroa on Twitter, Jeremy, Jeremy, do you know about Twitter? Did you know I have a Twitter? Yeah, I, I have heard you had a Twitter. I, uh, I try to mention it. I mean, I'm not very popular on there, so I try to mention it as much as possible. But, you know, you can check me out on Twitter because I do have a Twitter account. But this is Don Figueroa's Twitter account we're talking about now. And he's a very cool artist he uh he did this uh this concept art for the first live action movie in 2007 it's it's using the the old camaro that uh, bumblebee was the uh, using for the alt mode but this is not the bumblebee that he transformed into uh this is very different yeah there's a, there's there's hints here of what he would turn into and there's definitely some some old G1 hints in here. He's got the little the little pointy ears on his head and uh and kind of the shape of his head is still a bit bumblebee-esque here it's and still that wide. yeah, and that might be it. But yeah, there's a, it's a it's a very movie design and I think Don Figueroa did a lot of those movie comics, those movie tie-in comics. Yeah, the uh this is very cool and uh and and interesting to say the least cuz you really didn't get this at all um, out of out of that uh, that first uh, Camaro. So yeah, interesting. I, I like yeah. seeing this, and, and it's interesting seeing. Like he says, it's a very early character study of Bumblebee, and the whole not talking thing was obviously already there because he's you know he's got a mask over his mouth, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that's really interesting. And I'm happy mm-hmm. to see Don on Twitter because like I, I I when I saw this, I'm like. 
oh, it's Tom Figueroa. And I go click to follow him and I see, oh, he like just started his account. Yeah. So he, he is kind of getting back into posting Transformer stuff. Yeah. That's great to see. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Don's a, Don's a great uh, artist. Definitely one of my favorites from back in the day because he, uh, he, he really, uh, his art really uh, inspired me to start reading some of those, uh, those early comics. So, um, yeah, it's great to see him on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, I just did. So, yeah. yeah his Twitter handle is SketchyFig, S-K-E-T-C-H-Y-F-I-G. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it for media news. Uh, we really don't have uh, a whole heck of a lot uh, this week. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're just going to keep rolling and we're going to move on to convention news. All right, and in convention news, because uh, Jeremy's, uh, you know, talked a lot this episode, I'm going to do convention news for him. And uh, it's not a lot, but it's, uh, it's something significant. And I think this is the first uh, announcement we've got for TFCon Chicago 2022. So we are got, we've got an announcement for a guest. And TFCon Chicago is taking place uh, in um, October 21st to 23rd, 2022. And they are announcing that David Kay will be uh, attending the event. And uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, David Kay is, uh, has been to some uh, events in the past. And uh, it'll be great to have him uh, in, attendance, in attendance again. Obviously, uh, he was the voice of Beast Wars Megatron, uh, Megatron and Beast Machines, Armada, Energon, Cybertron, and as well as Optimus Prime in Transformers Animated. Uh, he, also, uh, he also voiced a, uh, you know, a, a, a god in the uh, most recent Eternals movie. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Very neat. Uh, you can, uh, uh, I believe, yeah, tickets are now on sale for TFCon uh, Chicago. And uh, you, can, uh, you can go ahead and get those uh, and uh, be ready to go and, uh, and meet uh, Mr. David Kay. And, uh, and not, not to underestimate, uh, but we, uh, we, we did have a very cool interaction with him uh, uh, last January. So it's been over a year yeah. since we had a very cool interview with him. And, uh, and he, uh, he did some cool, uh, voice acting, uh, you know, he read some parts from the, the Beast Wars comic, uh, in, uh, in Beast Wars Megatron voice, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, yeah. And, uh, that is going to, uh, be it for the show. But before we go, um, we are going to, uh, give our shout outs to our Masterpiece Donatrions. And we have got to thank... Mr. John Forex Levengood, who just changed his uh, his status from monthly to yearly. Uh, thanks, John. That was very kind of you. And uh, we are eternally grateful, at least yearly grateful. We are yearly grateful. Um, <laughs> annually grateful. Annually. Annually grateful, yeah. Um, and uh, you know what would make it even better, uh, John? Uh, 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 feedback. You could uh, leave us some feedback because uh, we know you're real good at that. Um, and we also want to thank uh, Demon Tech 82. Uh, you know, Demon Tech, why don't you leave us some feedback too? Uh, we, uh, we, we love to hear from you, Demon Tech. So, uh, you know, go ahead and, and drop us a line, um, either in the Discord or, or voicemail. We, got, we love getting those voicemails because it's, uh, it's really easy for us to deal with. We just uh, plunk the audio in the show and, uh, and then you get to appear on the show. So there you go. But uh, yeah, other than that, it's, uh, it's, a great, uh, it's a great, uh, t- show. Uh, you know, we had a, I don't know what I'm saying here. Let's, uh, let's, let's just end the show. I'm, I'm, I'm 
this bus is going down right now. I, I Charles makes look. it look so easy. I, he's got a script. He's definitely got a script, and I he doesn't post it in here. He's yeah yeah. There's nothing here. I know we've got our ending credit stuff, and it's I'm this is I'm crashing and burning here right now. Well, this the is, ending credit stuff. It, it's all it all plays. Uh, thanks, to number one. Yeah. Day. So yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna roll roll the credits here, and uh, and and we'll be done with it so that I can stop talking. But uh, thanks all everyone for listening, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Got it. I was wondering if you're going to give like five seconds. No, I gave three seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we need an intro. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) My dog is now trying to get attention. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I have no dog treats here anymore because I gave him the last one earlier. Oh, no. Well, if you (laughs) want to go get some, then we can. I can wait. Like when he bugs me during the show, I usually will like toss one across the room. Oh, well, he knows then. You have yeah, Pavlov dogs well. him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back.